The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Oh yeah, ring the bell. We are in and we are ready to go with the latest edition of our Little Boxing Preview Podcast. It is Big Fight Weekend. I am your somewhat capable, somewhat lucid host. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Happy Holidays. Uh, uh, happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Festivus for the rest of us. Did I cover it all? I think I probably did. And we get ready for some good boxing action this weekend. First up, let's welcome in the senior writer, the purveyor, the overseer of BigFightWeekend.com. Hello, Marquise Johns. Do you have a list and are you checking it twice? Absolutely, TJ. And nothing says the holiday season like Julio Cesar Chavez missing weight. <laughs> I love it. Too much, too much uh, eggnog, uh, too much Christmas fudge uh, right now for him. Uh, senior writer, purveyor, overseer of FightNights.com. Love the insight of Ryan O'Hara. Has he been naughty or nice in 2019? Ryan, how are you? Doing great. And, uh, yeah, Julio Cesar Chavez, you're not focused? No way. Oh, Welcome to the show, guys. Shocking. <laughs> And also with us, we love having the GOAT, the greatest of all time, boxing promotions. Antoine Williams is back with us. Have you even started your holiday shopping just a few days away from Christmas and all of this? Come on, true confession time on the podcast. Do you have a list? What's the deal? <laughs> you know what? My list is all about boxing, TJ. You know me. It's all about boxing. And uh, I don't want to mess up my list, kind of like Julio Cesar Chavez just messed up, <laughs> almost messed up this fight with that weight. All I know you know, is you know, anything you, that you're about to do in the next few days isn't going to cost you a million dollars like it cost him to have a few extra LBs uh, on the scale. So let's begin right there. We're all dancing around it. Uh, uh, Marquise, to you first. Uh, first of all, this fight uh, has had more twists and turns than General Hospital for a week on TV with all the soap opera stuff. Of course, I'm making a soap opera reference that the millennials have nothing, have no idea about. But in any event... Uh, it's been crazy with a lawsuit. He skipped a steroid test, a pre-fight drug test. Uh, and so then the, the Nevada Athletic Commission suspended him. Eddie Hearn moved the Chavez-Daniel Jacobs fight to Arizona. The Nevada Commission went, no, 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 no. Not so fast, my friend. You're not allowed to do that just because your guy wouldn't take a test with us. Well, now he went to court. He literally, it was it the people's court. Was it Judge Wapner? Was it Judge Judy? He went to court, got an injunction to be able to fight in Phoenix, and now uh, comes in five pounds overweight. So we're joking around about this, but Marquise, give me some more insight here on why should we take Chavez Jr. and this fight Friday night, for the audience that's hearing us in advance of it, why should we take this seriously? <laughs> DJ, I wish I'm supposed to still... In order for me to sell you on Julio Cesar Chavez in this day and juncture, I can't. And it's interesting because he came in overweight, missing with five pounds on this fight. If that's the only thing he blew, imagine anything else down the line. You mentioned before on the last podcast, I told you about drug-free sport, the people that are testing for the, the whole uh, – any questionable substances or drugs for uh, this whole Chavez-Jacobs fight and how they're pretty much off for to winter, essentially. So whatever is in the system, we'll find out pretty much during winter ball during spring training. <laughs> so I can't, I can't sell you on anything outside of this fight except this dumpster fire is going to take place at the home of your Phoenix Suns basketball squad, which is pretty good this year. But they get boxing instead on Friday. And yeah, Talking Stick Arena downtown Phoenix. Ryan O'Hara, you were not surprised 
Uh, how, okay, you've done this for a while now and covered the sport. How big of a mess is this? Are we making too much out of it, or is this the dumpster fire that Marquise just described? I mean, it is a dumpster fire, but it's a dumpster fire we all saw coming anyway. So it's just another episode. It's not just another episode to the saga of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I mean, this is the same guy that invited multiple strippers, you know, to his hotel room after the Canelo fight. They got him drunk, and then they stole his check. I mean, this is this is nothing new. <laughs> Oh, Ryan, with the great insight uh, on that one. Antoine, I don't know where we go from there on that story, but please fill, oh. in, a, fill in a blank if you would like to. Uh, I, I guess the question I'll pose it to you, uh, is all the luster off of this? Do we even care to tune in on zone here for Chavez Jr. at five pounds overweight? And it's really unfair to Daniel Jacobs, isn't it, Antoine? Yeah, TJ, it's unfair to Jacobs, you know, but... Jacobs just wants to fight. He wants to get in there. He wants to, to do what he loves to do, which is box. And he feels, he still feels like he has a, a great future in boxing. Um, I think that Julio Cesar Chavez just needs to go ahead and um, throw on the towel. You know, if you can't make weight, you don't need to be in the sport, TJ. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> wow. Well, he's been at it for a while. Uh, former WBC middleweight champion back eight, nine years ago. Uh, all right. I think we, you know, we, we know where Antoine stands. At this point, if his name was not Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., wouldn't he have long been forgotten by now for not accomplishing very much? I mean, you talk about living off your legendary father's name. Marquise, tell me more. Absolutely, TJ. No one would care at this point. In fact, this wouldn't he wouldn't be A, in the main event of a fight, and B, he wouldn't have any of this legacy stuff you always hear behind him afterwards. I'm more intrigued with this fight only for the simple chaos of the actual result of actually him actually showing up in this juncture because these are the fights that Chavez obviously shows up for to lose. But the question is now, how is he going to lose? Is it going to be a boring decision? Because let's be honest, Jacobs didn't set the world on fire against Canelo in Cinco de Mayo weekend. So we'll see if that's actually an improvement, or is this one of those things that keep Jacobs busy? I'll tee you up for that, Ryan O'Hara, FightNights.com. Is Daniel Jacobs going to get Chavez Jr. out of there quickly? Now, in light of all the drama and him missing the weight, what do you think? I don't think he's going to get out. Of, I don't think he's going to get him out quickly. I think the fight will go on uh, for some time. As you know, as you say, Chavez has been training with Brady Rose. They say they're ready. Uh, this could be a case that Chavez just not caring. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But, you know, what I'm really interested in 2020, I want to see a fight between Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Andres Gutierrez. They could fight for the IGGAF title, if you know what I'm talking about. They don't, they don't care about their careers. We can have the fight sponsored by Bill Bader's Mexican food because it causes everyone to crap in the first place. I mean, oh. it's a total crap show. The opinions expressed by Ryan O'Hara are his, and it sounds like to me he might be speaking from experience on that Mexican food uh, on that. Uh, oh, Gutierrez, absolutely. by the way, Gutierrez, by the way, Hall of Fame missing weight. I mean, there's missing weight, and then there's missing weight by 11 pounds, which he did on a, on a top-ranked fight card coming up. I mean, that's like losing a football game by, by 12 touchdowns. That's that's yeah. Uh, so he he blew. Okay, so that's the reference there. Uh, Antoine. Back 
back to you. We mentioned uh, predictions is Daniel Jacobs. And again, for the audience that's hearing us after the fight, you already know what happened. We don't know in advance of Jacob Chavez on DAZN from Phoenix Friday night in advance here. We're in the preview mode. But Antoine, is he going to get him out of there quick? Might this go a little while? What, what, what's your prediction? The fight will go the distance. Um, I think Chavez is going to lay on him, try to use his weight to bully him. But this fight goes the distance, TJ. Uh, Chavez doesn't have the boxing skills. He's not in shape. But I just think Daniel Jacobs is not going in there to knock him out. I think he's looking to win and win impressively. It is interesting that Eddie Hearn uh, said in the in the press conference and even after all of this stuff with the weigh-in, they've sold over 10,000 tickets, if that can be believed, and climbing for Friday night. So Chavez's name still has popularity. Um, and Ryan, I don't know if you've... Marquise, you may know this. Antoine, you may know this. I don't know if Chavez Sr. has ever remarked on these things and about whether or not he rolls his eyes, he's frustrated. I mean, it's his legacy in part that that uh, Junior is trading off of and still having a career off of. I can't believe that Big uh, that big Chavez, Big Little Chavez, who was a smaller weight fighter, but he's older and he's his dad, I can't believe that he's thrilled that, that his son keeps being a misfit in all these different ways and shapes and fashions here on, on big stages. Well, I don't yeah. think yeah. Chavez or Julio Junior is not the type of guy who's going to trash his son. But I mean, he gives you he gives you the impression that he's ticked off. I mean, he he said that oh, Kennedy Golovkin is like my actual son. Oh, burn! Because his <laughs> his real son doesn't really box. And the sad thing is, Chavez was a good fighter at one point. Um, you know, he knocked out Andy Lee, for instance, and then all of a sudden it, he got the munchies. You know, smoke the weed, eat all the nachos, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just been. That's just that's been it's, it's sad because I was a Chavez fan growing up, and then he just hit the wall. Um, and yeah, I mean, especially when you know when Chavez was supposed to fight uh, Alfredo Angulo, and then his son, or actually his dad, made the statement and said, "Yeah, uh, he's not in, he's not even in condition to fight, so there's no point." So if he wasn't in condition then, I mean, what was I mean? Was he was he going to come in at 200 pounds for a 168 fight? Because he's not even in his shape now. I, I don't. I can't even imagine what out of shape was then. Oh, wow. Uh, Voice of Ryan O'Hara, FightNights.com. Marquise Johns is here, BigFightWeekend.com. Also, Antoine Williams, the greatest of all time, boxing promotions based in Houston. We're going to get to the Charlo Harrison fight. The Charlo brothers, obviously, from Houston, Texas, and Antoine's got some insight on them. Ryan does, too. So, too, does Marquise. All right, uh, I'm going to ask both of you guys the same thing. Uh, Marquise... Uh, Chavez Sr., I I mean, I'm a father, and and yes, you want the best for your kids, but at some point, you got to yank the leash figuratively here, yank them back and and get them under control and say, what are you doing? Because you're out there in the boxing world with my name. Marquise, your your take. I've always wondered what what these legacy traditions are like. How... How much does it really affect dad at the at the end of the day with thinking that his son is going to do as is at this point? Because let's be honest, guys, Chavez Jr. is going to do whatever he wants at this point. I mean, he's already overweight for this fight. I'm I'm really more concerned with Chavez Sr. just that he hit pretty much because he has to keep dealing with this. I don't know if he just turns this out or turns a blind eye to it, just completely tunes it out. I mean, at this point, TJ, he's grown. He's a grown man. He's got yeah. to you know, let, 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 let be a grown up at this point. So I really think it's going more of that at this with Chavez Sr. I'm looking forward to with Chavez Jr. 
in the bizarre event, he pulls off this upset, guys. How much of an upset would this be? He actually beating Jacobs this this Friday. Antoine, what do you think? If if Chavez Jr. were to shock Daniel Jacobs, it doesn't probably rise to the level of Ruiz Joshua as an all timer with an upset. But it, it at this point, with all the stuff that's gone on away from the ring, it would be a stunner. Correct, Antoine? Yeah, it'd be a stunner. I mean, he's a heavy underdog. But crazier things have happened in boxing, as we know. One punch can end the night, and Jacobs could walk into something. But if I had to put my money up there, you know, I would say that uh, this fight would not be competitive because Chavez did not train, he did not take it serious, and he's just trying to live off his dad's name, TJ. You, you hit the ball right on the bat. There you go. All right. Uh, fair enough on that one. So that's the DAZN show on Friday as you listen in here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Guys, stand by for one second. We remind the audience that's listening to us that the podcast is brought to you in part by Vivid Seats, the Vivid Seats mobile app. Whether or not you're trying to go to that Chavez-Jacobs fight on Friday night if you're listening to us in advance of that, or the Charlo-Harrison rematch for the WBC Junior Middleweight uh, Championship, the 154-pound title at the Toyota Center in Ontario, California, in Southern California, or any big event, NFL weekend, the college football bowl games, Vivid Seats, and the Vivid Seats mobile app, great spot for your tickets. And we've got a special promo code. Use the promo code BIGFIGHT10. You'll get 10% off your initial order with Vivid Seats. So dial up that app. It takes less than two minutes to sign up. If you're a first-time user, use BIGFIGHT10. You'll save on the tickets for the fights in Phoenix or the fights in Southern California. I know uh, Gervonta Davis will be fighting in Atlanta. Uh, There's a nasty rover that won Marquise Johns will be in person on location uh, for Davis and Gamboa at the State Farm Arena next weekend uh, right before the new year gets rung in again get your tickets vivid seats the vivid seats mobile app our promo code big fight 10 gets you 10 percent off with vivid seats and the same for these college bowl games uh for the nfl games use that promo code it's still good there as well if you're buying tickets to any of these games use big fight 10 on vivid seats uh all right so with the ad out of the way back uh, to the to the boxing uh, conversation here. Um, hey, uh, do you believe, Ryan, uh, you've done some reporting on this, Marquise as well. Ryan, you first. Is Eddie Hearn still going to be in trouble after this is over with, with the Nevada Commission, because he left Nevada and went ahead to Phoenix and, and went full steam ahead with the fight, even though his fighter uh, avoided a drug test? Do you believe that we've not heard the last of Nevada saying maybe matchroom boxing has their license in jeopardy for a little while in Nevada. What do you think? What do you hear, Ryan? Follow the money. I, I, I think that uh, this will probably um, you know, be shut down. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I'm interested in seeing uh, you know, what Marquise has to say on this. But you know, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has a history of uh, giving really light suspensions um, you know, for quite serious offenses. So, Interested to see what Marquise has on this, but I think it'll, it'll blow over pretty quickly. What do you think, Mr. Marquise Johns? I think Ryan's on to something with that. And actually, with, with, with the light suspensions, also, be, keep in mind, TJ, uh, Matchroom's still going to be in the USA the following month during Super Bowl week uh, in Miami. They have a, uh, the outdoor show being held at the the pre-fight, the pre-Super Bowl concert for Lady Gaga for that fight. The, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
the Demetrius E. Boo Boo Andrade, uh, that whole card's being held at, at that arena outside, you know, where they have the people, you know, prop themselves up for these shows to be all, you know, excited for Lady Gaga and the wherever. Insert pop star for Super Bowl pregame show. That's where the fight's being held <laughs> at. Lady Gaga so, is not on the undercard. We have confirmed that for that DAZN matchroom <laughs> show. That's correct, right? She's not singing. She's not boxing. None of that. But Andrade, uh, Demetrius Andrade, uh, will be on that card. But you don't think, Marquise, that he's maybe in jeopardy with Nevada because he basically thumbed his nose at the at the Vada testing and said, we'll go fight somewhere else, even if you do call my fighter dirty and suspended. You know what, TJ? I really think no, only because it, at this point with, with Eddie Hearn and matchroom boxing at this point, if you put enough money in front of people's faces, it goes away. It's amazing how... Dillian White's suspension surprisingly went away because for some reason in Britain they have a drug testing policy, a council and a, a, a agency that, that fears lawsuits despite being a sanctioning body for drug testing. That's wow. the craziest thing in the world to me. Like it's Imagine, TJ, you know, the Olympics having a drug testing program and they fail a drug test and you threaten to sue the Olympics and they just decide to shut it down. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah, but apparently right. in Britain that's a it's been barely in Britain. That's a thing. So no, I really just think there'll, just, there'll be one of those like impressive, like quote unquote historic finds where it's like you know half a million dollars, something something ridiculous that you know they just scratch a check and keeps it moving. Follow the money, like Ryan said, and like we like to say, Marquise and Antoine believes in this too. Always follow the money on these different ones. All right, so that's the Matchroom show on Friday. Antoine Williams, I'm coming to you first because you're in H-Town, you're in Houston, and Jermel Charlo gets a chance at revenge a year in the making since he lost a controversial 12-round decision to Tony Harrison. Harrison handing him his first pro loss, taking his WBC 154-pound title. I know you're excited. Give me a give me a sense of Houston. Is Houston fired up for this Saturday night PBC on Fox show here? What do you, what do you think? Uh, and, and how amped up are they for the uh, Charlo Harrison too? Oh, absolutely, TJ. They're really excited. You know, they're sending. It almost seems like they're sending rockets down down to California, to Ontario, to the stadium. You know, um, the only rockets being sent right now is in boxing. Not even the basketball, the Houston Rockets. Man, this city is electrified. <laughs> They've talked, they're talking Charlo brothers, you know, the gym, they have a gym over here, right here, 20 minutes away from my house. Um, you know, there's mobs of people over there. There's all types of interviews. There's all kinds of sparring partners in and out of the gym. Um, I can't wait. This fight has taken, you know, a long time. It's a long time coming, um, but it's definitely been worth the wait. You know, I anticipate nothing short than an amazing fight. Uh, two battle tested warriors, you know, who went, 12 rounds last year um the fight could have went either way you know some people said charlo was uh the aggressor and they felt like he landed more punches and probably should have come along come away with the with the win but you know you got to give credit to tony tony super bad harrison um he landed a lot of punches as well in that fight he was i would say he was only in danger in uh one round and that was towards the end of the fight when he kind of got buzzed by charlo's you know combinations um, so this fight can go either way. But, yes, this city is electrified, and uh, they they expect nothing but a win from, from Jamel. They they don't expect anything except a win, you know, however that comes, whether it's a knockout, whether it's a decision. Uh, the one thing I love about Charlo, Charlo has made it clear, this fight we won't need the judges. He feels like, look, I got robbed the first time. I'm not going to put the, put the fight uh, in the hands of the judges. And so to keep the judges away, we got to make sure we get them out of there. So um, there's a lot of bad blood. And I feel like, TJ, I feel like this is genuine. These guys genuinely don't like each other. Um, 
you know, if interesting you, if you paid attention to the to the to the interviews and to the face off, Jermel told Tony Harrison, "You're not Tony Harrison. You're phony Harrison." <laughs> he did. He called him <laughs> phony. Ph. Phony Harrison. And phony Harrison. Yeah. It's a good yeah. point. Hey, let me pick up on that point with Ryan O'Hara. How much of this is sure. genuine? You've been around for a while, Ryan O'Hara of FightNights.com. How much do you think this bad blood is genuine? Because the reason he was calling him Phony Harrison is he thinks that Tony Harrison was faking an ankle injury to delay the rematch from this summer. Is this genuine? Is, is it more hyping the rematch for Fox and for PBC? Where do you come down on that, Ryan? Well, I think the faking ankle injury is probably you know a part of the show, but I think they genuinely hate each other, which is which is what we like about boxing. We don't want friendly matchups, um, so we, we want to see the bad blood. And I think Jermell's going to knock out Harrison in this fight. Uh, I thought he won the first fight clearly. It's kind of ironic. I thought I thought Jermell beat Tony. I thought Jermell lost to Korobov, and then that switched. Kor- Korobov got, <laughs> got messed up, and then uh, and then Harrison ended up winning. But in this fight, I think. If you still look at the history of Tony Harrison, he has endurance uh, issues. He's had endurance problems over the course of his career, and uh, the best uh, strategy to take away air from someone is to take is to go to the body. So I think uh, Jermel is going to be doubling up on those combinations, and I expect him to. Uh, I'd say probably a seventh or eighth round knockout is my prediction. Wow, Ryan O'Hara going KO for Jermel Charlo again. That's the main event, PBC on Fox Saturday night. Uh, at the time that we're taping here, nine Eastern time, the fight card begins on Fox main event somewhere around ten ten thirty Eastern time, something like that for the rematch. I will say this: that I was in the building. Marquise knows this too. Back in July of 2015, when a when an unknown named Willie Monroe uh, in a contender fight with Superbad handed him his first loss. It's exactly uh, what you described, uh, Ryan O'Hara, that uh, Superbad Tony Harrison wore down. In that fight and then eventually uh, Monroe caught him with a big right hand and hurt him caught him with a barrage of punches and put him down and then stopped him and it was a shocking shocking situation that night his first loss uh, he's obviously gone on now to beat a, to beat Charlo, get the decision, and get a world title. But we we wonder uh, in this battle, in this rematch, if Charlo's going to be able to get him out of there. Marquise, I wanted uh, to go over something with you on the podcast because again, we're based. Marquise and I are in West Central Florida. Antoine Williams in Houston, Ryan O'Hara in the Denver, Colorado area. But I, I thought this was interesting. A fighter we're familiar with, Keith One-Time Thurman, is injured right now off that loss to Manny Pacquiao. He had hand surgery. He's not able to train. He's not able to fight right now. But he opened up his gym here in, in our area in St. Pete, Florida, to one super bad, to one Tony Harrison. Marquise, what do you make of that, that Harrison was training in our backyard a little bit for this fight in California against Jermel Charlo at the at the home of the former great Winky Wright and the current Keith Thurman at the St. Pete Boxing Club. What about it, Marquise? It's pretty interesting, TJ. And if you look at the video that uh, Harrison had for the PBC when they were filming him down there at the St. Pete Boxing Club, I mean, it, it, Ryan and Antoine, like, you, you guys have been to boxing gyms. This gym probably is no bigger than your, <laughs> your living room, guys, as you know. And you see Harrison playing on the heavy bag behind a Winky Wright poster. That's pretty, that's pretty much half the gym, guys. So you see that behind him. It's, and it's interesting that Harrison chose the fight down here with, with Furman. And you mentioned you guys were talking about the conditioning issues. The, the fight that Manny Pacquiao had with Keith Furman, 
one of the things that Keith Herman mentioned at, at his post fight afterwards was superior conditioning that Pacquiao had. So I don't know how that's going to help out with change in terms of conditioning. But I'm intrigued with that part of the fight. And I'm also intrigued with the fight because maybe because maybe I, I, I rewatched the fight this, this past week, you guys. And the world, the, the, the fight itself didn't set the world on fire. I think the trash talk for this fight is better than what it, this fight's going to probably be personally. I think I think Harris is just going to retain by points. It's going to bore us all to sleep, honestly. Mm. But. My my thing with the fight that I'm looking forward to also is that uh, in terms of smack talk, TJ, this it I'm 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 biased towards Chisora, you know, telling Regis Progress to sit down as my, my favorite smack of the year. But this is a solid one B if you had to pick in terms of t- t- talking noise and the faking ankle injury. He's he's been saying he's <laughs> Charles been saying that Tony's been faking his ankle injury for about six months. By the way, it's pretty solid because he he uh, Harrison was at was on the tins at, at the uh. The fight he had with uh, George Carter, where he knocked him out in two, uh, three rounds, and, and he's been saying that ever since. Where it's like phony Harrison, and it's like these guys really don't like each other. The one thing I'm intrigued with, with this fight, guys, is that last week, this fight last year was at the Barclays Center. Why did these guys chose the Inland Empire in Ontario, California, for the rematch? <laughs> is my question to you guys. I, I think they didn't choose anything. I think PBC and Fox did the deal and said this is where we're having the fight uh, because they could uh, they could make money doing that and pay these guys money. And I think that's what it a lot of like like Ryan said at the beginning of the podcast here on Big Fight Weekend, the podcast. Uh, follow the money. Always follow the money uh, for that. It is interesting, Antoine, because you've been around some different boxing clubs. Ryan, you have too. Marquise is absolutely right. Uh, your your living room might be bigger. Uh, heck, your kitchen might be bigger, depending on how big a kitchen you have than the St. Pete Boxing Club. But in a way, it's good for Harrison because he could come into this market, come into St. Pete, and nobody's going to bother him. And one thing Thurman was saying is they wanted to train in the heat. They wanted to get out of the cold and train in the heat. Uh, in Florida here over the course of a couple of weeks leading up to this fight. Um, Antoine, any other thoughts on that, on Superbad kind of teaming up uh, with Keith one-time Thurman a little bit and using the St. Pete Boxing Club in preparation for Charlo? Yeah, you know what? That could help them. Let me tell you something about boxing. Um, Sometimes fighters want to leave so they're not distracted by their hometown fans. You know, uh, Crunk Gym is not the same Crunk Gym that it used to be in Detroit. So, Tony Harrison is probably using that as motivation to get away from family, friends. He doesn't have to worry about the pressure of, of you know, giving out tickets or trying to figure out who's going to come down to, to California um, for the fight or come down to Florida when he trains. So I think that that could help him in the fight. And the reason I say it could help him, because like you said, it's a small gym. It's very intimate, very private. Not a lot of people, not a lot of, of, of talk you know, being, being said while you're in their training. And so that could help them. The other thing that can help them in the fight is that if there was indeed an ankle injury, which I'm not too sure if there really was, because Harrison to this day, you know, just keeps uh, denying the question. But if there was indeed an a, a ankle injury, TJ, now you get that extra six months of healing time. So there's no excuses. There's no reason to, to feel like, you know, you, you're, 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 uh, Re- reactivated the, the ankle or what have you and so i think that that could actually help help tony harrison if there was indeed some kind of an injury now for the charlos i think the fact that the fight is in california um is also good as well because as you as you know his brother just fought here in houston uh against brandon adams here recently and so having a fight on a neutral site out in california same thing there's no distractions there's 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 no pressure of selling tickets like you have when you fight at home or close to home and things of that nature. So 
Uh, I think this is going to be an awesome fight, and I can't wait. And the reason I can't wait is because I truly think this fight does not go the distance. I really, really believe that. I think Ryan is absolutely right in the event, uh, I mean, in the uh, prediction of uh, Charlo getting him out of there. Um, I've been going back and forth, but I really think this fight won't go the distance. The only concern could be for Charlo to not over overreact and uh, overextend his punches because he wants to get the knockout and he wants to win impressively, TJ. Mm, very interesting stuff. Again, that's the voice of Antoine Williams, greatest of all time, boxing promotions. Love his insight. Love the insight of Ryan O'Hara uh, from FightNights.com. Their senior writer, great site, uh, breaks a lot of stories with boxing. Love having him on the podcast. And then there's Marquise Johns, my man, BigFightWeekend.com, the overseer, the purveyor of that site. I try to help him out wherever I can here and there. Uh, we, we, again, are covering uh, the DAZN show Friday night in Phoenix and then the PBC show in Southern California Saturday night that has Charlo and Harrison uh, for this weekend. Ryan O'Hara, we're coming kind of to the end of the year. I know the Gervonta Davis fight next weekend as well. Uh, does that one intrigue you just a little bit? We're not going to get a chance to talk to you in the preview mode before that one happens other than this conversation. Does the Gervonta Davis fight in Atlanta with Gamboa, does that intrigue you somewhat, a little bit? Uh, for next weekend? Slightly. You know, um, I just want to see Javante Davis go out and, uh, you know, have uh, an explosive knockout. That's, so that part's slightly intriguing. And also, Yuki Orcus, uh Gamboa. It'll be interesting to see what he has left. I don't think he has much left. So, I mean, it, it, it's, not, it, it's a good fight on, you know, by, there's, a, you know, there's name recognition to it. But as far as it being competitive, I think it's going to be uh, a pretty... That's an easy win for Trevante Davis, uh, probably an early round knockout. And uh, hopefully we can, we can uh, see Lomachenko Davis uh, next summer. That, that would be a big fight because, uh, you know, I think Lomachenko is going to be facing, <clears throat> you know, Tia here uh, come April. So uh, if Lomachenko can uh, take on Trevante next, next fall, uh, 2020 is going to be a great year for boxing. Oh, that would be a tremendous fight. Uh, we saw Teofimo Lopez with the big knockout last Saturday night in New York of Richard Kami in just two rounds. Uh, knocked him knocked him goofy with a straight right hand, caught Comey coming in with a straight right hand, and then basically finished him off with a barrage of punches at Madison Square Garden, a dream come true, a world championship for him. That may be next for Lomachenko. Marquise, I know you're headed to Atlanta for that fight. I think everybody believes that Davis is going to roll over him. I know you wrote something recently where Leonard Ellerby of, of Mayweather Promotions was trying to tout Gervonta Davis as who? Who was he? Who was he? Ta- who was he comparing him to on the all time that made me chuckle? Yeah, DJ. He uh, LRB, as you guys know, t- t- tends to talk in exaggerations. And this latest exaggeration about Gervonta Davis was uh, comparing him to '80s Mike Tyson, out of all things. <laughs> which, which, which is always good to hear from. You know, it's LRB being LRB on that. But what's interesting about this fight, TJ, would in the lineup. I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm biased. I'm going to it, so I have some intrigue to it. I'm more intrigued to be around the media for this event. But the fight itself, I'm looking for with Davis is if if Gamboa shows up in any capacity that makes this a fight competitive, it'll be the first time we'll see Davis actually get rounds in against somebody because the last few fights for Davis, the entrances have been longer than the actual fights itself against Nunez and then Luis. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think the result's going to be the same if I'm knocking him out personally, but at least get some rounds in to show something yep. like uh, last week on the uh, ESPN Plus card with, uh, with, on, with, with uh, Edgar Berlanga, who's had 13 wins, 13 knockouts, all in the first round. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty efficient, and it's not a lot of work. It's not a lot of experience. Uh, but yeah, the, the exaggeration of, uh, hey, he's the Tyson from the 80s uh, now in the present day. I, I got a stat for you. I actually looked this up. I fed this to Marquise, uh, I think, as well. Do you guys realize that in 1986, when Mike Tyson debuted, actually in 1985, uh, his first 12 months into 1986, before, before he fought Trevor Burbick, he fought 18 times in 11 months and scored a knockout in every fight. 18 <laughs> times in 11 months. So, and then he, he obviously destroyed Burbick and he went on to defend a version or the undisputed title a total of 11 times after that. Uh, we got a long way to go for Gervonta Davis before he should be in the same paragraph with Mike Tyson. Are, are we not agreeing? Uh, Antoine, you first. Are we not agreeing? Did I hit you with that stat? How about that? 18 wins in 11 months for Iron Mike. 85-86. You can look it up. Oh, no. I believe you, TJ. That's a lot of fights, man. I tell you what, if you're fighting that, if you're fighting that much, you know, you should definitely be retired sooner than later, and you definitely shouldn't be biting off anybody's ear because you've had, you've had lots of time to, you've had lots of time to de-stress de yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but as far as Gervonta Davis, you know, I'm actually interested in this fight. And here's why, TJ. Um, we know Gervonta Davis is the favorite for good reason. He's undefeated. You know, he, he's uh, one of Floyd Mayweather's brightest stars. He's on the way up. He, Floyd has already said that, you know, he thinks he's going to take over the boxing world within the next couple of years. And that's still, uh, we still have to wait to see if that's going to happen. But uh, the reason I'm in, in, interested in this fight is because, the Gamboa, I want to see what does he have left. Don't forget, Gamboa fought Crawford at 135 when Crawford was the next hot thing coming up and buzzed Crawford. If you remember that fight, they Go fought ahead. in Nebraska in Crawford's backyard. Gamboa had Crawford hurt. Now, of course, Crawford actually you know, was winning the rounds. He ran into something. It can happen to anyone. We know that. It's boxing. It's, it's what happens. But I think Gamboa, depending on – you know, what he has left. I mean, I could see this fight possibly. I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think uh, this fight could possibly go into the late rounds. I do agree that Gamboa still loses the fight, but I think that it could go into. Don't be surprised if this fight goes, you know, goes uh, eight, nine, maybe even 10 rounds mm. because I think Gamboa is smart enough to just. I think he's smart enough to, to, to try to box and not trade punches. Hopefully, if he's smart, he, he'll try to box and not trade punches with Davis and be the first person to actually give Davis some rounds. So, yes, I think there's a possibility that it could go into the late rounds. But let's be clear, Gervonta Davis by knockout, either way. Right. How about that? Now, that's calling your shot. If that, if that fight gets to a sixth round, seventh round, eighth round, I think everybody's shocked that Gamboa hangs in there at 37 years of age that long with Davis as that big of a power puncher. All right, you guys have been more than patient on, on a four-way conversation here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Ryan O'Hara, uh, anything else that we left out here as we, as we wrap up this podcast, we're about to wrap up 2019. Anything else that you want to opine about before we're done here? You have the floor, sir, MrFightNights.com. All right. Well, my name is Ryan O'Hara. Be sure to follow me uh, at O'Hara Sports on Twitter and FightNights.com. And I'm uh, really excited for uh, the Jalen Rose Supreme Challenge next year. It's going to be an amazing, amazing <laughs> fight between Deontay Wilder and 
Naya Inoue. I cannot <laughs> wait to see how competitive that fight is. Right, because uh, Jalen is the uh, the same authority on boxing that Stephen A. Smith was at one time on the NFL when he actually was on his own television show in the early 2000s uh, saying that he didn't understand why when one of the teams, I think it was the San Diego Chargers at that time, why when they had missed a field goal uh, that could have cost them the win, why they didn't get the chance to kick the field goal again on fourth down because they kicked it on third down and somebody had to explain it to him. Once you've kicked the field goal once, that's it. You don't get to kick it again on fourth down if you didn't make it. So it happens sometimes when we cross sports. Dope, yep, a dope moment. All right, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And again, uh, Ryan's a great follow at O'Hara Sports. Breaks a lot of stuff in boxing on fightnights.com. Um, uh, Antoine, back to you. What What is the latest, the greatest of all time boxing promotions out of Houston? I know you're looking forward to, uh, to 2020 coming up. What else there, my friend? Promote away. Yes, sir. Thank you, TJ. Uh, 2020 is almost here, and uh, Go Boxing Promotions is definitely going to be working on some exciting things. Uh, we already are working on a uh, exhibition sparring event in February, so I'll throw that out there now. You'll have you you heard it here first. We're going to be having some different events, uh, exhibition sparring events. We're going to have some meet and greets with some of the top boxers that are in the state of Texas, as well as the the uh, some other states that are going to be coming down as well. So if you guys want to get a get a hold of us, the Goat Boxing Promotions, my website, thegoatboxingpromotions.com, always available to hit us up on Instagram at boxing expert 33 and of course we're on facebook my facebook business page the goat boxing promotions on facebook as well look us up if you're ever wanting to be an aspiring boxer professional boxer always look forward to you guys getting a hold of us uh, i love to give you know these kids a chance to get out there perfect their craft get the exposure they need so we can look at and possibly seeing some of the next future world champions here in the sport of boxing and the sweet science so once again hit us up at boxing expert 33 on instagram the goat boxing is the website and of course on facebook at the goat boxing promotions and uh looking forward to 2020 tj it's going to be a phenomenal year love that and again if you're in the region he's based in houston but if you're in texas if you're in louisiana arkansas if you can get there for his event in february they showcase all kinds of different fighters in different weight classes at these different events great networking for young upcoming fighters that kind of stuff the goat boxing promotions marquise johns we save you for last you're kind of uh you're kind of closing the show out here any final thoughts and plug away about yourself and bigfightweekend.com here on the podcast Nothing much on my end, TJ, except two things. One, I'm going to break it to you as well. Looking forward to next month. I put the pre- I put the yeah pass in for next month. Uh, Super Bowl week, uh, the Bube Andrade fight for <laughs> Matchroom Boxing. Looking forward. To, well, let's be honest, because they should be paying me to go down to Miami to watch these boxing cards. But I'm going. I, I put the application in for it. We'll see how that turns out. I'm looking forward to being outdoors in the in the Florida muggy, as you know, TJ, in February during Super Bowl week when there's eight million parties going on, and I'm watching a Bube Andrade fight versus an MTK Global guy. But Besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at Weeksauce Radio. Still putting up my lineal Twitter handle online, teacher for 2020. I'm waiting for the mandatory. <laughs> submit all purse bids. I'm looking forward. I'll pretty much be watching the fights. Be looking forward to watching this Chavez Jacobs debacle. The undercards at least watchable on this one. Thank goodness. Still, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to hide these these 10,000 folks in this 20,000 seat arena. But we'll right. see how that looks on TV tomorrow. Also, the, the Harrison card, I'm looking forward to that as well because of the rematch. Also, keep an eye on that, guys, as you know, the heavyweight prospect, F.A. Jogbe. If it's, hopefully, the guy he's facing doesn't walk out of the ring on him, and that's going to be on the uh, card as well. That should be fun. 
But no, just looking for more boxing in 2020, TJ. Going to be a lot of fun. And he'll be at the Gervonta Davis uh, title fight that is next Saturday at the time we're taping on the 28th State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Are you saying you're going to use that promo code for Vivid Seats, Big Fight 10, to get your Lady Gaga tickets that Super Bowl week? You might. You might be allowed to do that. You need to check it out uh, at Vivid Seats. Another plug for them uh, to to find that out besides the Android fight that's coming up. Guys, you did a great job here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Thank you for being patient with me and with each other while we kicked it around. Ryan O'Hara of FightNights.com. Thank you, sir. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, you as well, man. Thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to y'all. Happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Antoine Williams, thank you from the greatest of all time boxing promotions in Houston. We'll see if your Charlo comes up a big winner on Saturday night. Thank you, brother. Oh, you're welcome, man. We need it. We need this win for Houston. And Marquise Johns, uh, love it, at Week Sauce Radio. You'll be writing about these fights, bigfightweekend.com, in the preview mode, the recap mode. We love it. Look forward to it. Thank you, Marquise. Absolutely, TJ. Looking forward to it as always. And as you may have guessed, Detroit versus everybody. <laughs> He's a Detroit guy. We'll see if Super Bad Harrison comes up uh, big in this fight. The PBC on Fox uh, main event coming up. By the way, new feature as well for the podcast. However you found it through Red Circle, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. If you found it through Spreaker.com, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. By the way, if you if you have an Alexa, if you have an Alexa, tell Alexa that you want to listen to Big Fight Weekend on Apple Podcasts. It will play right on your Alexa right there. Just say, I want to hear the latest latest big fight weekend on alexa it will play how about that enabled through apple podcasts on alexa so just say that and take care of it so again whether you found it through a social media link uh whether you found us through spreaker subscribe to the podcast find us on alexa etc etc spread the word about the big fight weekend podcast at bigfightweekend.com for my guest ryan o'hara fightnights.com antoine williams greatest of all-time boxing promotions out of Houston. And for Marquise Johns of BigFightWeekend.com, I am merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy the fights. We'll see what happens on Friday night with Jacobs and Chavez. You may already know that result if you're listening on the weekend. What will happen for the Charlo Harrison 2 rematch? We are about to find out, and thank you for being with us on Big Fight Weekend, the podcast. Bye. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.